Hello, my lovely, lovely people. <laughs> You're just starting out by complimenting them. I like it. Yeah. Get yeah. The, get you the know, readers. A, like, well, we should try, like, the, re- like, the readers? Stuff on our, the readers. <laughs> the listeners. Well, they're like ear readers. How does that work? Tell, walk well, they're just it. like, it's like uh, hearing is like reading for your ears. Okay. Yeah. So, and hearing aids are just glasses for your ears. Exactly. And glasses, Actually, that's the... hearing aids for your eyes. So next time, you know, if you read a, if you're reading a book and someone is like someone's shouting in all caps, you go, oh, that's so loud. <laughs> God, it hurt my eyes. <laughs> it hurt my eyes. <laughs> it hurt my, it hurt my front ears. <laughs> the the, uh, the earballs. Yeah. I was um, I was actually going for a uh, Martin Sheffield Lickley thing, but then I when I said it out loud, it didn't come out as British, and I was like, "Oh, it's too late now." You almost did like a bane. Oh, it's because of all the breathing, right? It's yeah, it's all lovely, lovely voice. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's yeah. also one reason why, too. Oh, we're making these connections. This is what happens until I buy the domain. Um, sad jokes explained. We got to do it live on the podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, and then we go back through 62 episodes, and we type down every single reference we've ever had. That's and, too much. Uh, that's... <laughs> by the way, this is the first episode uh, that we're recording, uh, but you guys probably seen it by now, where there's a new name for the blog. It's a... Uh... It's a little bit of rest now. That's so. What's the name of the blog? It's a little bit of rest. I'm making a joke. Oh, oh, yeah. It's it's a little <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of rest. How about a little joke? A little bit of <laughs> levity. That's awful. That's the worst. I can't, I can't believe we're starting our day like this. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a new thing. Check it out. Uh, it's by this time this episode comes out, there will have been blog posts already. But this is the first time we're yeah. Just keep it. scrolling back, hit older posts on the on the bottom of the page. That's right. A lot of people ask why did you call it Sound Direction. I'm like, no, because that's the podcast with Spencer. The blog doesn't have Spencer. He's that's he's, right. He can be in he can be in it, but he is not writing it. So it's me, baby. Um, but yeah. But oh, by the way, this is Sound Direction, a men's podcast about the stuffiness. Uh, I'm with Ethan the stuffiness. With without. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure we didn't have like a like a policy change. Our stuffiness policy has changed. <laughs> we allow some stuffiness. The game has changed. Oh my god. That's a cue from uh, Tron. Hey, RAP, Daft Punk, by the way. They both died in a Tron accident. <laughs> they got derezzed. They got derezzed. They, they both got derezzed and now and they were forced to break up in real life. Who who's a better villain, Sar or the MCP, the Master Control Program, or Clue 2.0, or huh. yeah, Clue 2.0, right? Because he's like the Nazi, like purist who's gonna take over the world with his programs, right? That's right. He's gonna make everyone a computer. <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> it's a program, it's not computer. They're gonna turn them into <laughs> actual computers. Right, well, compute like programs are just the computer that live inside other computers. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like how cells are the humans within humans. <laughs> exactly. The same way. The same exact thing. The same exact way that... that, that Listen, uh, we follow are... the science, baby. <laughs> we at this In this podcast, we trust science. And that's why you're that's getting right. these... That's why you're getting these good little nuggets. Yeah, that's right. 
we we listen to our our Q drops every morning to tell us what science <laughs> every <to follow>. morning. <laughs> yeah, every you know. Is, do you think QAnon has like like cheery like uh like Qios? Yeah, Qios is that a thing? I mean, there could you could very easily probably make like a Cheerios style cereal that just has like a little line through it, making it a Q. Um, I don't you, know, you can, like what you the can easily is. do that. You're telling me you can easily do that? Oh, I could, I could do that easily right now. In fact, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the future of uh, QAnon is going to be like because I don't think Q has posted much since the election. So maybe they're going to ditch Q, but. If he sticks around, that's like a good grift to get on. You could sell like QAnon cereal. That one's for free, not even behind the paywall. You so enterprising young listeners out there, start marketing and selling QAnon cereal. You know, there's a Q from Star Trek, uh, the 2009. Uh, I forgot whatever the movie is. And is this um, Q but, the letter or C U E? Uh, a C U E. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but there's a cue called Enterprising Young Men, but that's the cue when uh, uh, Bones and, and uh, Spock, that's Spock's already there. Uh, I didn't Bones know that and, Emily uh, Deschanel was in that show. <laughs> show? <laughs> it's a show. It's a show? No, it's, it's, okay. it's the cue where, where Bones and what's his name? Fucking Captain... What's his Kirk? name? Kirk. Kirk. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Trackhead. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're flying on the shuttle toward the Enterprise for their first, like it's the first meeting. It's the queue that you you see. Anyway, this is not this is not film cues, uh, by by Ethan, um, and Spencer. It's a style and direction, like I said, like five minutes ago, um, and uh, I'm Ethan, and that's Spencer. That's right. That's right. Introduction uh, complete. And... <laughs> Introduction complete. Shutting off now. Robot, and that's the end of the podcast because you <laughs> shut <you> off. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so to uh, today, you know, we're kind of, I don't know. I keep saying continuing the series, but the whole thing's a series. It's ongoing. There's no the podcast is a series. Right. Yeah, that goes on forever. There. Yeah, we almost we almost one. we almost called the podcast serial because you know it's serialized, but then we found out that someone had beat us to the punch. Yeah, so. uh, James Harvey Kellogg. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> in like 1880 something he was like i'm going to make a podcast called cereal eat it he got alexander graham bell to in- invent podcasting technology for him <laughs> yeah yeah the first podcast is them going like what's up bitch <laughs> yeah, what's this get cereal over <laughs> it's an advertisement for his cereal yeah, <laughs> they go. What's an advertisement? Wait, no, we've had advertisements it, since then. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> and now we have an ad read. Our sponsor today is stamps.com. <laughs> Build it beautiful. Build it beautiful. Uh, but, uh, today, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, our custom experiences, or rather, not custom, because I mean, you can go to Blaze Pizza and get a custom pizza, but no, this is our custom menswear experiences. Well, shit, I had spent all this time talking about Blaze Pizza. <laughs> I have all these oh, notes shoot. about Blaze Pizza. <laughs> all the imagery albums are my dream pizzas. Yeah. The pizzas uh, that they no, won't they... let me make. <laughs> they said that it doesn't follow their <laughs> brand image. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you get... Hey, I want to order the Meat Lovers pizza, but can you add some blunted lapels on this? <laughs> <It's well laid. laughs> I want I want this pizza worsted, please. <laughs> Mr. Blaze himself. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, uh, this is kind of continuing, you know, we've been hitting all the stuff that we've wanted to talk about uh, this year. We're kind of in quarantine, so we haven't been buying kind anything of. new or like experiencing things. So the one thing we've yeah. got is uh, the topics in our little old heads, our, our ears of the mind, if you call it that. Yep. Our heads are the ears of the mind. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the t-shirt that's the merch right there oh oh my god um so, I don't know. it's a hat funny. that says ears of the mind and it's pointing down at your head <laughs> but wouldn't, wouldn't it be pointing at your eyes because <laughs> it's on the top okay so you have to have you have to have arrows in all directions so they know it's not just one specific point on your head. It's uh, your entire head. It's the whole thing. <laughs> Coming soon to the Sound Direction web store. This, is, this episode's a train wreck. <laughs> someone, someone get a fucking uh, Amy Schumer over here. This is... Uh... Oh my god, this is, this is like, um, this is like a D- DJ Brown note all over <laughs> Oh, this is bad radio. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> anyway, um, so this topic has been talked about a lot. Um, you know, obviously Permanent Style, one of like the leading, um, you know, authorities on reviewing Bespoke, you know, he's... He's, he's done a lot of it, and he actually did a video with Alex Fetkovich of Handcut Radio. Talking about their bespoke experiences and and hey, while we do not have uh, bespoke experiences, we do have a little bit of custom, uh, a little bit of rest as well. There you um, go. And um, I thought, yeah, we talk about it and like our our view on uh, custom because I'm sure most of the people who listen to the podcast may not have the either they don't have the income to get stuff like Simon all the time, which I mean, th- there's a lot of people like that, you know, finance guys and lawyers. I think. Oh, um, I thought you were saying there's a lot of people who uh, can't afford to get bespoke. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's most people. No, I meant, I meant, I meant the listeners. I'm not. This is not yeah. a dig at the listeners. I mean, I'm in my head. The listeners are like me, and I don't have bespoke, so there I'm just go. assuming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I still think we still have some good input and some uh, and some thoughts about it. But let's let's first start. You know, if you're listening to this for the first time and you got through the first ten minutes of craziness <laughs> of whatever that was, um, let's first explain the differences between all the different offerings, just for the reference. So you, first, you've got ready to wear. That is what you find at a store, mm-hmm. ready made. They have a block, you know, 38R. Sometimes they've got shorts, longs. Um, that's the most common thing. You know, yeah. mall brands. Mall brands are ready to wear. Ralph Lauren. Uh, is ready to wear. You know, you have well, not they have other stuff too, but typically, if you walk into Ralph's, I mean, yeah, store, if that's what you're if find. you see it and exist and it exists, it's ready to wear. That's the mm-hmm. simple. That's the simple. Yep, thing. Uh, that works for everything, by the way. Shoes, because all of these stuff we're going to be talking about, not just suits, but like maybe a little bit of like, you know, I have a Drake's uh, bespoke tie that I have. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're going to reference all of that. Um, so next, we have made to order, which is as if you were buying ready to wear. But it doesn't exist yet. It's kind of I, I always I try to think of it as like a pizza where like you know, <laughs> or or yeah like so like like when you buy a you go to the Little Caesars and there's a, there's a pizza in like that little yeah microwave hot and thing. ready that's ready hot to ready, wear ready to wear but, then you but say, if you order it and then they start making it then that's made to order 
<laughs> yeah, when they're like, hold on, it'll, be, it'll take five minutes. That's technically me. Okay, so my th- all my Blaze Pizza notes finally came in handy. <laughs> That's exactly it. I was telling, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend like what the difference is. Uh, yeah. So and then okay, so that's made to order. Sometimes you have some leeway in it. Uh, you might be able to customize measurements. There's a little bit of like the the, the differences between made to order and made to measure can kind of be blurred depending on the maker sometimes with the leeway that you get. Um, but made to measure basically is um, they have like a block, they have like a fit model, an algorithm, or something, but it doesn't exist yet. And you can alter. You can well, you can input measurements based on the algorithm, and it'll make you something. Um, that is kind of like uh i don't know i can't think of a, of a pizza metaphor i would say it's kind <laughs> of like blaze in the sense that they have all the ingredients out already uh this might be making it more convoluted well yeah i mean our be. listeners probably like probably know like online made to measure brands like, yeah you know. indochino whatever yeah. yeah you know i think uh like drake's i think that's made to measure i think the armory's ring jacket's made to measure you know they you can you have a Depending on the maker, again, you have a lot of, of leeway. Sometimes it is as simple as like, oh, chest measurement, wrist, um, uh, sleeve length measurement, jacket length, whatever. But sometimes you can um, account for like, you know, shoulder discrepancies, you know, longer, like one arm is longer than the other one, pitch and everything. So it really kind of depends on, on your made to measure maker uh, again, I'm probably getting some of these wrong. There's a lot of leeway with all of these things. So I'm sure you know, c- c- come cancel me. But these are like the broad strokes. So yeah, broads. Yeah. Yeah. The, the strokes. Um, and then you have bespoke, which is basically, um, to me, bespoke means that the pattern is created entirely from scratch. Like there is no algorithm. Uh, and if you want to have a, like a loose definition of algorithm, like, you know, technically some tailors have like the way that they cut, that's technically mm-hmm. kind of an algorithm. But besides the point, like, you know, this is like getting a paper pattern made and drafted specifically for you. And in terms of quality and process, bespoke um, usually takes longer. Um, you have multiple fittings. You can have fittings with made to measure, but typically, you know, with bespoke, you have like the, you know, like the basin fitting or, or even like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a muslin fitting with like with just mm-hmm. like plain fabric that you know what it looks like and then they'll make it afterward based on those measurements. Um, but that's basically the difference. And I have had experience uh, with ready to wear and made to measure. Um, don't really have made to order. Um, and then I definitely, well, we'll talk about bespoke. Yeah, uh, and Spencer, you have ready to wear and made to measure experience. I, I well, I, I guess we'll get into this a little bit later. But I, yeah. the, the men's warehouse custom suits that I got when I was working there, <clears throat> I think those are closest to made to order. Like the process behind that is is made to order. Yeah, because you don't get a lot of you don't <clears throat> get a lot of like extra kind of. Yeah, should we just get into to it now, or like just talk about our like previous like experiences with uh, with this stuff, or do we? Yeah, uh, sure. are we holding yeah. up? Yeah, well, so with Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well yeah, with that men's warehouse suit specifically, uh right when I started working at when I transferred from the men's warehouse tuxedo rental kiosk at Macy's to a full men's warehouse, that was right about the time that they were kicking off their custom suit program mm-hmm. and they marked them down like more than half off for employees to encourage us to get it so we could like better sell the custom suits. Right. Uh I don't work there anymore, so I don't really feel bad saying this. And I don't think any of our listeners would, but I would not uh, get anything through the Men's Warehouse Custom Suit Program. It is, yeah, it's not really custom because you're basically just picking out the fabric, picking out the details, but they don't really do any measurement adjustments. 
I think they have the ability to, but it's not really much. Like, it's just, like, adjusting the shoulder or chest. I think that's about it. So I wasn't able yeah. to do anything like make, give the pants a higher rise or, you know, like, mess with the fit of the jacket much. Um, at the time, I was very, I was, I mean, I was still very into the vintage styling, so I tried to make it as vintage as possible. So what I got was uh, a navy blue pinstripe <laughs> With a peak lapel, double-breasted vest, um, and yeah, I think I wore that like three times, uh, and d- not really, yeah, not not into it. <laughs> not, yeah. Didn't really, didn't really have fun with that. Well, one. I mean, what you're describing kind of is the so looking at all of these different options. Um, I don't really think there's one like you know if you want to talk about like benefits wise, like there's not really like. Oh, yeah. Each have, like, their value, you know? Exactly. And typically places like that, like yours, where, you know, they don't give you a lot of stuff is because they don't want to, you know, it's less stuff to get wrong, I guess. Uh You know what I mean? Like, you know, the bespoke customer is very usually picky, or maybe maybe if they're not, it's a luxury, but because it's bespoke, you are allowed pickiness because it's made for you, right? Mm -hmm. And with each one going down and, you know, further, uh, you know, down the line, made to measure, made to order, ready to wear, um, you you're afforded less so you kind of have this you know i don't know it's 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 like you're 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 more at the mercy of the of the of the maker right mm-hmm. and i you know what i would say is a lot of people who specialize in made to measure you know i think that there's like i don't know i don't know if prologue is uh, made to measure or bespoke or but let's say like articles of style by dan japanier you know his whole thing is um he spent a lot of years in the business and, and, and reviewing stuff that he has found what he likes best. And so when you order from him, you're getting like his view, yeah. not just in terms of how style like lapel or whatever, but like in how the measure, how the garment will fit you. You know, that's mm-hmm. why he's developed his made to measure algorithm. And a lot of people like that. They don't like some people who are regular, you know, tech guys, the guys who want the uniform. They kind of just want to go in there and don't have, and they want to remove decision fatigue. So they want to go in and let the person take care of it, you know. Uh, I, I'm assuming you can get the same thing from Bespoke. Um, but because it's a lot more specific, you some people feel pressured to to try some stuff, especially if they're new. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure now, like Simon, he'll just go in there, try like the basic like house style, let, let let the maker do it, and then he'll review it based on that, which I think is it's good because that's yeah. If you go to a tailor, yeah. If you're if you're reviewing a bespoke tailor, custom tailor, that's really the only way. Yeah, it's kind of weird if you like, can give yeah. a yeah, you can give a review that's going to matter to other people. Yeah, because it's it, yeah, it's weird if you go in there. You're like, I'm gonna change this, this, and this, and that's like you're not really reviewing it, mm-hmm. you know. Or at least you you are, but it's only for yourself. <clears throat> um, but yeah, but that's your that's your suit. I mean, I get. I, I, the reason I brought it up is because like I don't think that the men's warehouse customer would want to be like, oh, I gotta yeah, change no, I all mean, this shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I know that like I was not you know their standard customer. Like most people that came in there were happy just to get like a fucking like plain navy two button notch lapel suit that you could easily get off the rack um but it says cut like you know that they're able to f- choose a fun lining or something um, yeah i mean like that's people love saying the word custom but that could literally mean like mm-hmm. anything that's not yeah. off the rack because uh, i don't um I, so i have had a couple of suits made um 
Uh, I think my first one was Indochino, and that's on the blog, I think. And sometimes, I mean, maybe not now, but like two years ago, I would still get a lot of views on it. Maybe it's because Indochino's SEO and people, you know, whatever. Uh, but I got a linen, like a navy chalk stripe um, linen suit, DB. Mm-hmm. I got measured in person uh, when I went there. And it was one of those things where, like, I bought it during, like, I don't know, Black Friday or whatever, and they it was like one suit for like four nine like three ninety nine. I'm like, okay, four hundred bucks. It's not suit supply, but I feel like I could maybe figure it out. And I went in there, I got measured by the saleswoman. Um, it was decent. Uh, our friend Garrett currently owns that suit because I got rid of it like two years ago, and I bought that suit like 2015. So like, mm. yeah. So but yeah, even even like two years ago, people still look at that article. Um, but yeah, I I like fudged the measurements a little bit, like. I I kind of was, like, okay with the jackets. I'm like, okay, jackets are pretty easy. Like, you know, here's how long I want it. But then pants, I was like, oh. Like, she would measure it, and she would, like, she did the whole thing that, like, okay, belly button, then you do four fingers below it. I'm like, no, 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 just do it at the belly <laughs> button. And then she's like, okay. And the, it, it worked. I got yeah. it. And I was able to get it, and it was it was decent. I got flat front uh, pants, uh, and then I ended up getting them tailored. I got, like, the jacket, like, taken in a lot, and the trousers tapered. Um, and I got, I added the cuff to it. It wasn't like bad, um, but I just like never wore it. And the, as you can expect, so something also from looking at these different places, obviously bespoke will give, will give you the fabric from some of the best mills, depending on the, the bespoke mm. maker, of course. But Indochino is pretty cheap. I'm sure they have some like in-house cheap fabrics and that, that linen is definitely not like Irish linen, which I prefer. So it was really wrinkly in the bad way. It felt more like a, mm. like not, not a shirting linen, but it was still very like, lightweight just didn't feel substantial enough um, not was it yeah, so, was it <clears throat> just like kind of like uh i don't know like starchy not like soft like good linen yeah because i've had like i have like a 1930s linen jack irish linen jacket and that is like the ultimate linen you know mm. uh but yeah this this was not it um and i think that they did the shoulders weird because um like i think it was just set in too much uh, and then i got indochino shirts later that i had spencer measure me for and then those, uh, and, oh, well, Indochino suits. And I got those suits. I got, like, three of them because they mess up on one. They let me keep it. One of, yeah, one of them was just, like, a fabric thing. Like, they just, like, the oh, fabric yeah. was not. Like, the, the color was, like, completely off, right? Yeah, it was, like, a blue, like, worsted, kind of flannelly. Um, it, it was, like, electric blue when I got it in. I was like, oh, hell no. So I, I got a regular, like, worsted navy blue. And then that one came in. And then... They had messed up on the lining, and they made the pants flat front, and so they mm. made another one again with the, which was right. So that's why I had like I ended up having like three different suits, uh, and they For they the were fine. I think, yeah. And the, the the upper block of the trousers like fit really well. This is the same thing where like my I did my U rise a lot. You know what I mean? Like I got the long U rise to get a high waisted trouser, but the tra- the pants were a little bit too narrow, and I just stopped wearing it. Um, you know, of course, the jacket doesn't have some of the details that we'll we'll talk about later. You know, like the um, the, the button stance was decent, the the pedals were decent, but just it's not the same like horizontal that I wanted. And yeah. at the time, I didn't wear double breasted as much, and I ended up selling them off to like our friend Jay. I think our John, the Gooch brothers bought some more of them or something. You know, so I, I gave it to those guys. And now I kind of miss it because I was looking at it in preparation for the article. I'm like, oh shit, it wasn't that bad. But you know. Nowadays, I, might, I mean, you know, would, you, would buy... you like? Would you still wear it today? Like, how were like you know how slim were the legs and stuff like that? I it feel has like to be even like, if it doesn't yeah. look bad, 
it would be one of those things where you try it on and you're just like, nah, this isn't right. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably like eight inch like opening or eight eight and a mm-hmm. quarter. Where now it, I mean, now my slimbus is like eight and a half. Yeah. Um, like opening. Um, but yeah, it just shows you that's that's kind of what I'm looking for next. Um, what else have I I've done? Uh, I've gotten uh, a suit from our friend Natty Adams. He uh, mm-hmm. Nathaniel Adams, the writer of I Am Dandy. Um, he did start a made to measure business, kind of like the Japan game. I got a suit from him. It's kind of like seventies looking because I wanted like a sixties does thirties, but then it ends up looking kind of seventies. Because it just it's has like a super very... wide lapels. Yeah, well, it has it has like wide lapels with a low gorge, which I like. Yeah. And I got the shoulder pads removed. Even then, I got I got at the time I got the softest ones, but then I then I just removed them. And then I have a belt back on them. And the it's also like three roll too, but it's kind of. It's interesting. I did a little. I did a little too much on it, and I got patch pockets as well. So it looks kind of like a '60s sack, but then '70s because of like the belt back and kind of how mm-hmm. shapely it is. Um, I also I've never used them before, and I think the arms came in a little bit kind of narrow, and the armholes are quite high, which is some people like. I personally don't like high armholes because I think I have a prominent chest. So if the armhole is high and your chest goes out, it kind of pinches. Um, that's kind of something to think about when you're, you know, we'll get into that later on. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I think it's, and because it's so smooth, it's like a smooth, like charcoal brown. I would, I like wearing it with like, well, I don't really wear it right now because it's kind of, it's still kind of cold, but like I wear it with like, like t-shirts, turtlenecks and like mm-hmm. sport shirts. It's like very good. as like a loose kind of, kind of a, kind of a suit. I, I don't think it works with like a tie. Cause I think that the, the figure is a little too close because the belt yeah. back makes it pretty snug because it's like you know it gathers at the waist but the trousers are good um yeah got double pleat side tabs high waist and pants um but yeah i wore it to um one of the dapper days i think it looks fine there um but uh the main suits that i wear that are custom are my atelier fugue suits i have four of them um from our friend dave uh apparently some of you guys have bought some suits from him so continue to support him he's done some doing some great stuff and i still i love my current ones yeah, uh, so I first thing I got from him was a cotton suit, um, and so my my first two cotton suits I actually he didn't tell me that they were I had some stretch in it which is fine, um, but I now mean, it's, you of... know obviously I, I you know we prefer hundred percent organic fabrics but it was only like like one or two percent or less right yeah I think it's like one or two yeah one or two percent. Yeah. Uh, so my navy when I got from him, I got from him was good. Uh, I still I still wear it. It's a little bit on the slimmer side because it's the first one I got. I don't know if also like I might have my body might have changed since the like, past two years or whatever. Um, but yeah, I have that suit. Uh, next suit after that was a brown cotton suit, which is also stretched, but it's a lot thinner, so it feels a little bit more stretchy. It's fine. It's kind of like it's like a good like caramelly, almost tobaccoy brown. Uh, I made that one a little bit wider in the body, uh, a little bit longer in the body as well, and then like. A year and a half passed, and then I, I was, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna order some more, um, and I got these, these current two ones, which are in the same exact block because I ordered them at the same time. Uh, I have a brown twelf, like uh, full cotton this time, mm-hmm. uh, suit. Got the legs really wide. I went from like eight and a half to like nine. I just went straight up nine, and they're great. Uh, cotton still takes a while to break in, and because we're in quarantine, haven't really worn it out like outside of like five times. And then those five times, I'm not even wearing it outside. I'm wearing it just in my house. So it still takes a while to break in. Uh, I widened the shoulders on it. Um, there's a whole article on the cotton suits that I send you guys in the in my essay follow up. Um, but the best one is the 
purple corduroy suit that came with it. Um, that came with it. I bought it too. It's not, it's not a free one. Um, but that one has been really good. I've been wearing that one a lot, worn it out a lot of times. Uh, it is perfect. Um, you know, so probably going to adjust more, make the legs maybe a little bit wider, maybe widen up the, the thighs and everything. Um, maybe extend the shoulders even more, more room in the body. Cause I'm, you know, getting more into like my sack kind of, you know, wearing a sack because there's still mm-hmm. a little bit of tapering. There's, a, there's still darts in it. Um, but yeah, again, we'll get into what you should know uh, in the second half. Uh, and the last suit I have is uh, from Ascot Chang back when I worked there. And there it's know. bespoke. Uh, technically, it is because it was made for me. But we kind of did an, uh, like a forward fitting um, where we kind of gotten it. Um, I got measured and then they just sent like the finished garment uh, like with like unfinished hems. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sleeves were finished. But of course... Like most things, there were some adjustments that had to be made. I did have to shorten the the arms. Um, I don't know if they reduced it from the top or from the wrist because the sleeves were functioning. Um, and the and uh, yeah, I mean it looks good. The jacket fits really well. It's a little bit shorter than I'd want it because now I like a thirty and a half front length, but this one's about a thirty front mm-hmm. length. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the body's cut again a little bit close um, and the trousers are a little bit slim they are an eight and a half or eight and three quarters opening but through the hips my thighs which are like my biggest concern for, um, are it's a little bit too cut too close to the body yeah and that's again something that you know you have to be kind of aware of um, but uh, yeah, uh, do we, should we start talking about other stuff like shirts? I guess we could just start talking. We could just jump into yeah, it, right? We could we could jump into it. Um, so you okay? Let's talk about you because you've got uh, made to measure shirts, right? That's right. Um, so I have well, it, so yeah, I have uh, I I have a couple shirts that I got in high school. That was like my first, I guess, like kind of made to measure. Oh, Luckshire! Experience. Yeah, I got I got a bunch of spear points from Luckshire. Well, now my my first two orders were a a white Oxford French cuff spear point. Which again, in hindsight, is a weird choice, but in high school, I didn't really. I don't think I really knew that Oxford was like kind of a more casual fabric. I just the like, thing was is like, that you have those. They were like button down Oxford shirts, yeah. uh, button down collars with French cuffs, but it's mm-hmm. still kind of a weird thing. Yeah, and then I got, and then I just got like a plain like white poplin removable collar shirt. Um, I was this was at the time when I was only wearing like white dress shirts because I was like I want to be like Don Draper, you know? He only wears fucking white shirts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and later on, uh, I got a bunch of things from Natty, but I think, I think Natty, Natty shirts, not Natty Adams. Oh, not Natty Adams. Natty shirts, which is another, which is like cheaper Luxire. It's like Luxire, except rather than their shirts being like what seventy bucks, they're like thirty if you get them on sale. Yeah, um, if you if you buy like six, buy one, buy buy five get one free. The average is like thirty five dollars a shirt. Yeah, so I have a bunch from them, but I think actually most of those I just do like kind of their standard size. I just did like a 16 and a half, 35 or whatever shirt, and they ended up being pretty fine. Uh, I did the summer of 2018 win a contest. Um, I think Troubadour Goods. I don't rem- yeah. I don't remember. I'll well, something like that. But I won an like an Instagram contest and got a couple shirts from Proper Cloth. 
Yeah. Um, I also got a jacket. Unfortunately, I can't talk about that being custom because it was like right before our New York trip. And I really wanted a Navy hop sack. Like they had a Navy hop sack and they were like, well, you can order it custom and it'll take, you know, like two months or whatever. However, I don't remember however long it was. Or you can we can just ship you this one out now. And I was like, yeah, just do that because I really wanted to have a lightweight <laughs> Navy jacket for my New York trip. Um, in hindsight, I kind of wish that I got it custom, but I still, you know, it's a, it's a decent jacket. It fits fine still. Uh, so whatever. But yeah, the proper cloth shirts I got, that's when I kind of, I wouldn't really say, well, yeah, I kind of experimented a little bit because I got, I got two shirts. One of them was their soft Ivy button down collar, which I like. Uh, and I got that one in just like a standard, like, you know, reverse stripe blue base with, with white stripes. Uh, yeah. And then I got a, I think it's their soft, like, Roma spread collar, um, which I got in a, uh, like, kind of more, like, Bengal stripe or candy stripe, I guess. Um, yeah. And I don't wear that that spread collar shirt much because, I, I mean, I just don't wear ties much anymore. And I think that I don't like wearing spread collar shirts by themselves. Yep, um, yep. However, I do really like both the shirts. They both fit really well. My only complaint is that because I was getting these free, I like sprung for the like most expensive, you know, fucking pearl, uh, mother of pearl buttons. However, they are like really thick buttons and it's incredibly difficult to do and undo. So um, if you're going to proper cloth, I'd recommend against (laughs) Yeah, uh, those mother of pearl buttons, and I, you know, I still have like a bunch of credit there. I still have like sixty or seventy bucks credit just from being on their email list so long, and you get like you know credit when you order things or leave reviews or whatever. Um, and I'd like to make another one because their 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 process was very easy. Um, it's like you I mean, know, the, yeah, they're they're one of the popular made to measure online like mass like mass market. No, that's mass, mass, yeah. mass market mainstream, I guess mainstream is good but yeah they have like a they have like you know one of those like fit tests or whatever i I couldn't i couldn't tell you the questions now but it's yeah just like one of those one of those things where they ask you a bunch of questions to kind of like hone in the measurements that you give them um and it worked out it worked out pretty well like i said my only complaint are the buttons the buttons are bad and they're ripping up the like threading buttonholes oh yeah yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) it sucks but other than that it's great yeah um that's that's kind of interesting because I mean I know I we'll get into this in, a, in very soon but like I don't really try a lot of you know shirt makers because uh, I'm very picky with the one thing that matters and the answer is the spear point collar mm-hmm. um, like Spencer I did natty shirts I did Luxire I also did Luxire back in like well not high school I was in college I got it. <laughs> So I, I I measured my ascot. I measured like an H and M shirt, which had probably had stretch, <laughs> so it's very yeah. slim. And I'm pretty sure they made that to like. I, I'm pretty sure they was input as like my body measurements or something because it came. The luxury shirt came in. I could I could barely wear it. If I wore a tie, like it would, you would cover up the placket, which would be like about to burst like the hole. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is that the neck fit because I think the neck is pretty standard. You know, like like that that'll fit, but like the bo- like everything like the arms just bad um and then I, I never tried luxury ever again because i was like too scared um mm. still still now don't don't do it what i mean would you try them now because it's like you know you you have you can get shirts made by ascot chang but say 
like i mean would you would you spend like the 70 bucks on luckshire um just to try it out no i don't know i feel no. like i need the in-person thing i mean that this is we'll get again we'll get into that but like i it's like shoes now where i'm like i'm only gonna buy them like if i know it and i can try it on mm-hmm. i don't, I want to remove any doubt you know that's yeah yeah um but yes yeah, so speaking of that uh well i have i also did natty shirts which we talked about in the spirit point um podcast um Again, it's very janky. It's like it has like a fake ass 3D model of like your shirt fabric when you yeah. do it. Um, it's the, when you pick all your stuff out. I with all of those after Luxire, I kind of made it, and after like a couple of shrinkage ones, I I made all of mine like just way too big so that way they fit. Mm. And now that like after shrinking, like, they still fit me fine. Um, I, I also have like a lot of shirts. I, I I probably have like back in like college, I probably had like fifteen natty shirts. Mm. And then now I currently have like ten after I got rid of some of the ones I just don't well, wear. Well, because yeah, like you said, you have you order like a couple at a time to get the free shipping or no tax or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it takes like two these, three weeks. Yeah. And then they yeah they had these flash sales where like all their fabrics were like twenty nine ninety nine. So it's like yeah, it's also one of those things where you're at the mercy of whatever is available. Like because like uh-huh. not all their fabrics are available year round. Excuse me, take a shot. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of my shirts, and because they, you know I had a lot of them, none of them have like been destroyed by the wash yet. You know, yeah. this is the, the, all of them are like like uh, getting from three to five years old, uh, and mm-hmm. it's still very surprising. I mean, yeah, maybe the collar is a little bit grimy, but I don't fucking like in the neck area. But I don't yeah, care. I still. Like, no I mean, I've, I've been wearing mine, and it's like, well, so I guess I guess I kind of, <laughs> so I I had issues. Like I think I did like two or three orders and got like yeah. maybe i don't know five or six shirts from them total um all of them have like kind of like one or two weird things like the first uh ones i got from them i specified i wanted unlined collars but i did not specify unlined placket so i feel like that just kind of makes the collar sit weird when it's a soft collar but like a stiff placket that's weird um and then i i I sent because it's like one of the things that they they said that they could do is they they said it's like one of those places where it's like send us a picture and we'll replicate this. So I sent the, them a picture of like a '30s dress shirt I had that had like a bunch of micro pleats on the cuff, which is a detail that I still really like. I think it looks really cool. Bryson but they put it on that. like the wrong side. Yeah, they like put it on the wrong side of the cuff, and so again, it just kind of feels weird. Yeah. Um, and so $30 isn't bad for a custom shirt, but they're not really good custom shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Natty shirts. Yeah. I mean, I got like, I think I tried getting a button down collar from them when I did Ivy. I think the collar roll was okay, but like the fabric was weird or something. I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. it just felt kind of, kind of off to me. Um, but yeah, spear points are good. Uh, I don't think I did anything kind of too weird, but a couple of my first shirts that I still own are like fused collar and cuffs and i was like oh i don't like this and then all my other ones are soft Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean they're fine for like dress shirts but it's still kind of weird i still again i still own them because i don't want to get rid of them because it's like oh i only have one plain blue shirt and it's a spear point broadcloth shirt that has like a very not a stiff but like you know a fused collar and plaque and cuffs um but yeah and i also uh we, we when spencer and i started getting into like kind of more work where we details we, we put in like the button flap pockets or i at least i did but then when they do that they put the fabric at like an angle to like oh it's fun and different but then i'm like no just they should have just matched yeah, it just match know? it please <laughs> yeah 
but you know that's because it's you know it's again you're at the mercy of these guys and with with custom it's important to know what you want and, and what details to look out for we talk about that in pov and, and and why details matter because the more you know the more you're able to kind of have control over what you're getting mm-hmm. um but yeah those are my natty shirts uh one one weird detail i got um reverse box pleat on the back because i saw a drake shirt and workwear shirts have that i'm like oh it's kind of fun i got those those were fairly straightforward i stopped doing it because i'm like i don't care <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> just make me a regular shirt you know um but then i have ascot chang shirts and they mm-hmm. are the best shirts not just because of the quality because they work with like thomas mason and and proprietary fabrics and, and and whatever um but they just of course the make is just the best um I currently am talking to to Justin right now about commissioning a chambray shirt because they make oh, a I couple of wait. shirts. I can't wait yeah. until you uh, until you actually get that. Are you still are you doing the same pocket that they have on the Bryceland's chambray? Yeah. So the uh, so for those of you who don't know, they make some of Bryceland shirts, not all of them. Um, and I asked with chambray because I just wanted to know the feeling because I I felt the USN chambray, but I didn't feel like the new teardrop button one that they have. Um, but it's chambray, chambray. It doesn't really matter, you know. Mm. I'm sure Bryson's guy's got like a hefty one. Um, but yeah, I like I like the entire thing. I just said, hey, let's just do this with a three and a half inch, uh, inch spear point collar. Um, at the moment of recording, I haven't bought it yet because I'm still looking at Oxford shirts to get because I love I love Oxford as a fabric. I think it breaks in the best. Don't really have a need to wear poplin like ever. And yeah. if you think, oh well, it's not businessy, no one's gonna notice. No one, no one is ever gonna exactly. go in an interview and say. You're wearing you're wearing a white Oxford and not a white poplin. Go get go to hell. We don't need you. No one's gonna say that. Um, it just know. doesn't happen, folks. Yeah, come on, get that. Normal people head. don't know these rules. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm asking for some dead stock fabric. But uh, basically, I have the first one I got from them. I got a white pop. Not well. It's like a kind of. It's not a basket weave. It's just kind of like a textured poplin it's not a plain weave yeah. i don't know what it is but i got that from our from our um one of our italian fabric mills that that we have um or maybe it's hong kong i'm not sure whatever but yeah, i got a white one and i got a navy linen because i wanted like a denim shirt but then i already had a denim shirt even though it's bad um but that one the the, the bad denim shirt was from natty and it was a very like 90s denim. it was like it wasn't like a work weary Mm-hmm. Or like a faded denim. It was like a just like a, it's weird. You'll see pictures I, if I still have them. Um, but yeah, I got the I got the navy one and the white one. They were made kind of again with bespoke. Typically, the idea is to get something that's fitted for you. So these were a little bit slimmer, a little bit shorter in the body. Um, and the collar I got, I I was a little bit nervous because I got it, I think my first year I worked there, and so I got whatever um, collar that they had was closest to a spear point. But the next time, like the following year, I was able to order um, from their Deadstock Oxford collection, which is like no one buys it because it's like no one wants like the old fabrics, but I do. Um, <laughs> I got those ones and then I was able to actually design my collar, which was basically based off of Natty shirts. It's a, it's less blunted than Natty um, in, in terms of the, the spear point. Um, and then, yeah, I got those ones. I got a little bit wider in the body, more room in the chest, a little bit longer, uh, more room in the arms. Um, monogram pleated button flap pocket which I really like as a detail uh, and then this time uh, probably gonna get it e- get it even wider and I know you guys are probably thinking oh it's bespoke but I'm like yeah but yeah it should fit you but also it should be what the silhouette you want is yeah. as well 
Um, okay. I, uh, I was going to casually keep going through a little bit more. Uh, I have some pants made to order pants from Hurtling. Just typical. I said size 32 waist, uh, classic fit. I increased the rise a little bit so that I think the rise is like 13 inch rise in the front. Really good. Eight and a half or eight, eight and a half to th eight and three fourths. I think it's like right in between there. leg opening. They're really cool. Wear them a lot. Um, again, fairly, fairly straightforward made to order right there. Um, uh, I, I think that's my only made to order pants, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. and then I have a Drake's made to order tie. It's not really a bespoke tie. It's bespoke if you want to have a loose definition, but I just picked the lining, the length and the fabric. And that's basically the Drake's tie. All of these, I think have articles with them. So you can read all about them in detail, uh, in my follow-up essay. If you want to, you know, find out what the process was like and everything. Uh, oh, who could forget? We have stuff, uh, Stofa. Stuff uh, that, yep, that's right. We have made to measure pants from them. Uh, we both got measured in person by Nick Regasta. Uh, mm -hmm. I like Stofa a lot. It's a little bit expensive because, well, I mean, it's it's exactly worth the price because they have really cool proprietary fabrics. Like we got the peach cotton, which I think yeah, is that one's great. Really good. Uh, I think Spencer and I both got them too slim for what we like now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I tried my say. best, but yeah. Yeah, it's like I wanted to get them out before this episode because I I got yeah I got a pair, uh, I got a pair of pants from them, and I I wore it, I, I I wore it a decent amount when I first got it, but then I I gained weight and stopped wearing them. I have recently lost weight, and I think I could probably fit in them, but I just I have too many clothes, and my clothes are kind of like spread around like three or four closets in my house, and I straight <laughs> up can't find them. Like I know they're somewhere. They're probably just like. What a rant! What the heck? I can't find my pants. I, I have too many clothes. I can't find my pants. Um, gotta use your mind ears. I gotta use my mind ears to find yeah. to find my pants. Um, no, I yeah, I I still fit into mine, but they definitely have. I mean, I had to let out my brown pair, which was my first ones I ever got. They are the slimmest ones, so I had to let them out. Mm -hmm. They've also shrunk twice. Every yeah. time I've dry cleaned it, no idea how that happens. I don't, I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, that's like, the other issue. Is like pretty soon after I got them, they got like clean. I took it. Yeah, I got I took them to the cleaners and they shrunk, and so they were all of a sudden a little bit too short and a little bit too tight in the waist. And I was like, well, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably won't try them again unless I had to, because I think some of my friends have actually gotten like wide leg pants from them. I think, but that's at the time we got them when. Stofa was still kind of new, and there's not a lot of deviation, not a lot of fit differences. So, I don't know if it's, hey, if you want to give us Patreon money to, to try them out for you, then let us know. Um, but, I mean, but, yeah, as we'll, as we'll probably get into it, I, yeah, I just don't think I would get the, like, Stofa cut of pants anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically been most of our uh, bespoke custom to order custom it's the, it's the umbrella term custom experiences um but here's uh here's a little bit of thoughts of like why and i think most people get into custom clothing because measure uh menswear as simon Compton says is all is like a game of measurements measurement is king and mm -hmm. so even even spencer and i once you learn more things yeah we can probably fit into ready to wear but maybe you'll be like oh I can fit into this uh, Spear and McKay uh, 38 regular and it fits my shoulders, it fits my body, but the tapering in the body is a little bit too much for me. Not a big fan of that cut. 
I would I want you know I want I want something that that I like you know and that's kind of like that or maybe you're just tired of paying the tailor tax and getting you know mm-hmm. your sleeve shortened your pants hemmed or let out or taken in every time that's kind of one like one major reason why people get into custom and why for us too it was kind of a thing you know yeah. just some small stuff um but the other side of it is being able to control all the details that you want that we've kind of been alluding to. It's why uh, Spencer and I probably focus more on that aspect because of how uh, we've been spoiled by vintage. Again, our POV <laughs> is very vintage. So it's not like, you know, I get it when you're a regular guy, like Spencer said, it's like, you know, you want a two-button suit. You know, you don't want to buy the ready-to-wear. You want to buy the one that's made for you. But for us, it's like, okay, through roll two, where's a notch on this thing? Where's the mm-hmm. shoulders? How long do they do it? What's the algorithm for how slim they make the pant? Can you change how slim the pants are? Yeah, you, you can't know? you can't sell me on like a custom suit by saying it's like, oh, it's just gonna be made for you or it's like, oh, the fabric is gonna be like, yeah. you know, super high quality or it's gonna be made by hand. If it if I don't like the way it looks, I don't really care how high quality it is. I'm just not going to wear it. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons to do it, but hopefully as you get to the podcast especially if you listen to like the last couple of ones where it's very been very intentional about the way you look uh hopefully it'll help you expand your you know how you approach custom clothing uh and again none of these are inherently better than the other ones i mean mark cho routinely wears ring jacket ready to wear like he'll mm-hmm. like he'll just pick it off the shelf but okay i'm gonna buy or hey, i'm gonna write this one off you know or whatever and it just sometimes like you know if you if you are a decent size like i am I'm, I'm basically a 38 regular or a 40 regular in most like you know most um brands i guess i don't say it fit algorithms but that also works um but yeah I, I technically don't really have to go to as far as made to measure or bespoke for jackets at least yeah, mm-hmm. i could probably do made to order like i would do ring jacket made to order because i think that the ring jacket through the armory or the the um, the one that the the ring jacket usa does i think is perfect for me you know so there is that aspect i i personally don't have the money to do like made to order because the thing with made to order like it doesn't go on sale because they haven't made it like you can't Mm -hmm. there's no there's no oh we have too much of these we gotta sell these out or whatever or it's new season it's just you want it you got to pay the base price so that's also something to think about too you know where your price budget level is um whether you think made to measure or bespoke is worth it and again bespoke for someone like me uh, there's not a lot of differences between that and made to measure because my shoulders are pretty decent. There's not a lot of sloping. They're not overextended or too narrow. Like I don't have a too prominent gut or chest. Uh, I hope. Um, but if I was being picky, it would be like the trousers. You know, what mm-hmm. like what fit again? Wide legs. Um, how it's cut to you. Uh, I will say again that the issue with bespoke that you might get if you have a similar point of view to us is that. If you like wide leg pants, it kind of goes against what bespoke typically is because, again, bespoke or made to measure is meant to be cut to your body. It doesn't have to be wide. And so sometimes when I get wide leg pants from custom stuff, like my Ascar Chang one, yeah, the leg opening is pretty good, but the way it's shaped to my thigh is a little bit too close. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of that can kind of happen, just like with like some of my um, jackets like Natty Adams. Sometimes I'll tell you a few from the earlier ones where... Um, it just doesn't fit like a ready-to-wear garment because it's not a ready-to-wear garment. There is no, there is not this like basic block, you know, uh, allowance. It's it's literally, you know, it, it contours a little bit, you know, and that's something to kind of to be aware about. If you're used to buying a sack suit with there's no darts, you know, very block fitting, 
you know, comparing that to like something from made to re- made to measure, or bespoke, or even made to order from a brand that cuts to your body can be a different experience. So you got to be kind of aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. and something, that's something I'm kind of learning too as I go through all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's also it's it's just it just really is what you want. You know, you got to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is, and, you know. And and the thing is, like I think we talked about this off mic, is that bespoke or custom cannot fix all your problems, or at least on paper. Like going to mm-hmm. any, like going to Indochino, like someone just said, they'll say, "Oh, it's made for you," whatever. And there is a lot of details, but then you're gonna you're gonna run into a thing where maybe this maker doesn't make those details, exactly. or they're unable to do that. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. No, I mean this is this is maybe more. Um specific to again like kind of like just being into vintage but yeah it's like you know um when i first got into tailoring my impression was like okay one day i'm just gonna go into any custom tailor give them my measurements and they're gonna give me a like perfect 1930s suit or something like that yeah uh and that's absolute. that's definitely not how it works yeah because it's kind of like i think i likened it to uh like if you go to blaze pizza but you said i want this cheese which doesn't exist yet on my pizza it's like and they have to make that and they're not a maker of cheese you know they kind of just work with what they've got you know yeah but yeah i I was kind of the same way too spence and i would talk about this ultimate oh if we walked in what would be our dream suit but then the more mature you get the more experienced you are in the world you realize okay there's different houses Mm -hmm. different brands for different things they all specialize in different stuff and they all have kind of a way of doing it because even at the end of the day, they are still a factory. They still have a point. They they have a point of view that they are trying to make. And that's something you have to also understand about any kind of custom clothing. And then it's just very, you know, the amount of control over that point of view is, you know, what you kind of pay for. Where, you know, Anderson and Shepard, I'm sure they, they could, they, you know, they, they specialize in soft shoulder, like the soft shoulder drape cut, right? So you could get that there. Like not all British tailoring is padded pagoda shoulders mm-hmm. or or even just kind of stiff um you know that kind of that kind of cut so it, it there's a lot of exploration that you get which is why guys like permanent style or F- fabio from the bespoke dudes or again most menswear bloggers out there are dedicated to kind of searching this stuff out uh, unfortunately for us they don't ask the questions that we want to ask mm-hmm. um you know but it, it's it's uh you know it's worth it's worth knowing because what you have to realize about um, about custom, no matter if it's made to order, made to measure, bespoke, is that it takes a long time. So you better hope that by the end of by the end of one month, two months, or half a year to a year, depending again on the maker where you are located. Hopefully, you're gonna like it when you get it at the end of it, because uh, uh, for me, my Ascot Chang suit, like I said, um, you know, it took me like six, like you know, like three or four months because it's Hong mm. Kong. Uh, I'm I work there, so it's not high on the priority list. You know, we've got customers. You know, um, I got it, and by the end of those four months, I kind of realized that I wanted like I liked longer jackets, I liked the wider cut, you know, really roomy stuff, but can't really change it. And of course, we didn't do the fitting because we kind of accelerated it because you still had to pay for the shipping back and forth between Hong Kong, right? And that was kind of you know, it's not really a regret. I mean, it's fine. It's like a, a modern. It still probably looks vintage to a lot of people, but like you know, for me, it's like a very like normal, modern, contemporary three-roll two suit, and mm-hmm. I kind of wish you know it's probably good that I didn't pay for it because I worked there. But like if I had paid the twenty-five hundred dollars for this crisp air um, garment, might have 
might have cried after if I just realized <laughs> how, how much I just didn't it doesn't really fit into what I'm currently looking at. I still wear it. You guys see me wear it all the time and when I yeah, feel but like you wearing know, a suit. It's like if you are if you are if you're spending a huge amount of money on something that's yeah, and you're gonna be thinking about it for like months before you see it. Um yeah, ideally ideally you would be very happy with what comes out, but I think I think especially like in your first uh like bespoke experience yeah it's not going to turn out it's not going to turn out that way it's like trial and error which is which sucks because it's very expensive it's very expensive yeah. and time-consuming trial every and any everything you do especially if you don't go to the same maker routinely it it really becomes like in it's like a pursuit of what you're looking for mm-hmm. you know each one gets better and better and more of what you want and sometimes it doesn't even it sometimes it doesn't mean like oh you get the measurements cut closer to your body sometimes it means oh like maybe you want to try something wider or you know your, your style is constantly evolving you know at least at least for us you know if you're in the kind of mm-hmm. similar younger menswear or even just you know new to the whole thing it's very experimental and that's why bespoke kind of becomes lofty because it's you're paying three to six thousand dollars for something that's basically an experiment right and yeah um we don't have i don't think i'll ever have that money unless you are a lawyer or finance guy um i mean maybe that's only if you're as picky as us if you are just like a wealthy guy who doesn't really care much about clothes but like wants to look better than the you know schlub in the fucking like men's warehouse off the rack suit yeah um, you'll probably be happy every time <laughs> but yeah. yeah yeah i mean again not not everyone in the menswear world has our pov because I, I get questions a lot like oh what, what do you think about this what do you think about that make your writing try this and it's just like i just i need the details i need these things mm-hmm. that i'm looking for it's gotten less and less over time obviously as i work in the industry and i, I appreciate other styles as well but it's still you know it would be nice to spend you know if you're spending that much, you might as well get what you want. Um, but basically, so getting what you want, that presents into another problem that most guys run into, where when they get custom, doesn't matter if it's bespoke, doesn't matter if it's made to measure or whatever, but they go overboard with all mm-hmm. the different details. We kind of talked about how, uh, you know, we got all the all the shirt stuff and the you know this this actually could apply to anything, right? Like we talked about with our shirts, right? We talked about getting big mother pearl buttons or whatever because you want that we'll say ask Chang does thin mother pearl buttons but well, that's what you get with bespoke it's so good it's mother pearl feels great and when it's like nice and thin it just it just slides slides right in yeah maybe. not not the thick ones um but like with shirts some people get like oh i want to get the extreme cutaway because i don't find it anywhere else or even if you're me Oh, I want to get a contrast collar spear point with like a banker stripe, like blue and white, like Dobby stripe shirt with a with a white collar, white cuffs. But I'm getting it in a four and a half inch spear point. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. It's like nuts. that's you know, but it's like oh, I'm I'm you know I'm 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 being different. I'm being new, you know. Um, just like with my um or like Indochino stuff, maybe it wasn't as conservative, but like. You know, get like a funky lining. I still get funky lining. I think they're still fun. Um, but some guys, you know, there, they go yeah, there's crazy. like good linings and bad linings. You know, yeah, I wouldn't get like the like a like a. Some people get like a Lawrence Fellows esque illustration as a lining. I'm like, that's a little. I'd rather have like that's a Paisley or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like Paisley or just like a, a I, nice like contrasting color. Something yeah, like that. 
I will say, though, that one thing that you can't get enough of is adding how many pockets you have on the inside. I think that that's fine. Oh, like, that you can go nice. overboard. Like, pen pocket, phone pocket, two breast pockets on the inside. Like, that's fine. Like, you can do that yeah. whenever you want. But I think on the flip side, when you get pockets on the outside, you know, people do like, oh, hacking pockets, hacking hacking ticket uh, pockets hacking ticket pockets hacking patch pockets i have seen that that is fucking oh, weird you know three roll two four on one you know uh peak lapel or or notch lapel db whatever they go crazy and sometimes that's okay like if you really want that you should but hopefully you think about it a lot beforehand because mm. then you might run into the thing where you don't wear it because it's too crazy you know? Yeah, if you're doing it just because, like, oh, well, I can't get this stuff anywhere else, you know, sure. But I think I think most of the time, like, the reason I would want something bespoke or custom is because I try something else on. I'm like, oh, I wish this was just a little bit different or, like, you know, I wish I could change this about about it. But, you know, you don't want to make – yeah, don't go, don't go overboard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could also apply to fabric too, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. you get custom and, like, yeah, oh, JQ doesn't make, you know – herringbone tweed in pink i'm gonna get that in as a suit. <laughs> with like fucking like green buttonholes or whatever yeah like bright yellow like felt on the underside of the collar yeah, yeah all mean, that gets yeah. kind of corny <laughs> yeah it's extremely corny it just doesn't really it also you know really i'm not trying to be a hater but like if you really like it you should do it but like you know for me this is a big take but i think that bespoke looks really good when you get like a plain like classic suit you know what I mean? like i mean because it's like it's like you want like the ultimate version of like the yeah. classic suit right like that's why you know yeah from a tell your fugue i've got like my, my cotton suit i got the corduroy but if i want to get ascot chang again or if i went to taylor cade or wherever i would get okay just give me like a blue worsted or crisp bear open weave suit mm-hmm. and the classic cut. i mean hey that's again if you're spending that much on it you're gonna be able to wear and you can wear that navy suit every day with a different shirt and tie <laughs> And be yeah, fine. But, I, but yeah, yeah, if you get like yeah, if you get like orange window pane with, you know, the the red contrast button stitching, you can't wear that every day because people are gonna be like, Oh, you wore that yesterday and the day before. Yeah, they'll 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 see it. Yeah. They'll know. And you'll and you'll know it. It'll eliminate you. Uh-huh. But one thing too, uh, you know, talking about fabric, uh, it's not just about like the the color, but like the material too. Like when you get bespoke made to measure, you are buying an investment. You are buying something yeah. that you hopefully will carry with you. And so you have to think about your lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, I could probably get like a dark green tweed. That's fine. It's cool. I probably wear it a lot in my head. But in practicality, when you're looking out into California, where it's today, it's like you know mid seventies or whatever not gonna really wear that as much even if it's a classic not not crazy tweed or even like mm-hmm. even a linen like i don't think i'd wear linen a lot I've, I've, I've said countless times where um in california i'd rather wear a cotton suit because that breaks in like jeans as opposed to linen where yeah it's breathable whatever it's moisture wicking but you can't wear linen and break it apart with other stuff you can't yeah. really I, I think wearing knitwear with linen like a sweater underneath feels weird to me like that doesn't that doesn't seem right but you can do that with a cotton suit you know so being aware of that, being aware of the weight of the cotton too, like you know, mm-hmm. you probably I, I probably want like a like a nine ounce cotton as opposed to like a super heavy one or Calvary twill, Calvary Cavalry twill, Calvary for Jesus, 
<laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and that's why I love like Chris Bear. You know, when you go to these places, try and look at all the books. Hopefully, the person you go and meet up with don't, doesn't think you're annoying. You know, that you want to ask for different stuff because it, it's hopefully they know that it's important to you, right? Like, yeah, I was able to look at all the Holland and Cherry stuff. Um, all of I, I haven't had Fox Brothers, uh, like as a book, but you know, being able to look at all that kind of stuff and asking questions going with a friend doing your research is extremely important because again you're going to be stuck with this it's going to cost you a couple grand and it's going to take a couple of months so hopefully Mm -hmm. at the end of it you will you will enjoy it um and also being aware of the details that you want too, right like swelled edges that's kind of like Mm -hmm. when we talk about when we talk about the details that we like it's not really about like yeah wide leg pants and and low not and like low gorge or whatever um, not low gorge, low notch. Wait, gorge? That is the gorge. Yeah. Yes. It's, I keep thinking that's button, button point, but that's not what that is. Um, but, um, finding out like what house model does that thing. Um, some people have lapels a certain way. Some makers have quarters, like front quarters cut a certain way with mm-hmm. how much, how much it skirts out. Like there's a couple of Neapolitan stuff that have very open quarters, right? English stuff is a lot more closed. Um, you know, sometimes a waistband treatment, you know, and it's it's all like not just about house model, but what they can actually do. Like Pamela uh, that we've seen from the armory, they do that, that kind of like that O-ring self belt thing that, that that's pretty cool, you know. But I if you go into Ask God Ching and you say that they might not make that O-ring closure, mm-hmm. you know, or or Taylor Cade makes an actual cloth belt of the same fabric with like a buckle and everything. Again, Ask God Chang or Anderson Shepard might not do that either, you know. Um, sometimes the amount of pleating or the gathering or even the types of belt backs. I think actually what what Spencer and I have found out is that a lot of makers can make belt backs, but not every one of them is done in the 30s way. Sometimes they make the belt too high, it's too wide, Mm -hmm. the bias wing's different, the gathering's different, you know, it's it's all important. Even even pleated pockets, you know, or the size of the patch pockets, you know, um, finding what that is beforehand and then talking about them, saying, okay, I like this pocket, but can you make it wider? Can you make it deeper? These are all things to kind of consider and what to keep in yeah. mind when you go to these places. Because, um, I again, we're, we're pretty biased because most of the time, I think, like, Permanent Style or whoever that's reviewing these places, you go there and you let them take do the job. But we're doing it the opposite way of we're not going to consider it unless we know what we can get from these uh-huh. places. Um, we haven't done it because we don't have the money. But if we did, that's what we would do. We've spent know? so much time thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, all of the all of the episodes, all of the essays and everything about POV, dude. This is what we've been kind of preparing for. Um, but yeah, well, well, why don't we like kind of finish off here with some of the dream dream details and dream suits? The uh, Spencer, yeah, go go ahead and list it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna piss, but I can hear you because I I've been drinking water the whole time. I'm dehydrated and I yeah just yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think I think the two places that I would want to that I like their like bespoke house style the most are Taylor Cade and uh, Del Cuore uh, at Bryceland's. Del Cuore makes the phenomenal belt back with pleated patch pocket um, that both Ethan and Kenji have over there. It's such a it's a really great jacket, some like nice 30s details without being too like just straight up repro or costumey. Like really nice lapels, really soft shoulders. Um and I just like pleated patch pockets as a detail. Like the more I think about it, the I mean, I think any bespoke commission I'm going to make 
is probably going to be at least hip patch pockets. Um, but the pleats just uh, really seal the deal. And as we said before, uh, it's not just that they do it, but it's that the pockets are the right size and shape. That's right. Most, yep. A lot of bespoke makers, they make the, the patch pockets too small, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, that, that, that the, the Bryceless one, uh, and it's pretty cool. I think, actually, if you look on Delcoroy's page, and I've included it, they are starting to make it ready to wear, I believe, now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, my, the maestro has passed away. Yeah, this morning. This, this morning. Uh, our, you know... Uh, really feel for the family and of course every and yeah. a lot of the menswear guys have worked with him uh i wish i would have been able to meet him at some point because i would have said or use a translator and say you you're you're great <laughs> you're so good <laughs> um yeah but yeah their their model i think is so good like i think i'm pretty sure bryceland's has developed that model for them or maybe that's what dalcore really liked because mm-hmm. don't know how proprietary some of these designs are that these you know people work with different places um and what's the, what's the back because it's like just a center pleat right with that like gathering or is it no, so no, it's it's a it's a ba- it's a swing with a with okay. a with a belt, but there's no pleating. It's just the it's just oh, okay. the uh, at least at least on the ones are ready to wear for Dalcoire. I don't know about like the bright how if the Bryson's guys did. Yeah, it. I mean it's like I would want to like try it out, but maybe they, maybe this is my version of going too far. I would want to see if they could do like a center pleat or at least some gathering. Yeah, uh, on the belt on the back, just something that makes it more interesting because there are there are a lot of like sixties does thirties belt back jackets that are like plain. just a belt and a by swing or yeah just plain and I personally f- think that's a little bit boring you know yeah. I kind of I kind of want the more fun details and yeah. then yeah like I said Taylor Cade um, I really love his stuff and you know I understand the argument why the hell would you go to a bespoke tailor to get a sack jacket or something yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like really one of those things where it's like, I just, I just love, you know, old school, like Ivy sack jackets. Uh, and no one's making new versions of those except for him. So it's like, if you really want something in a specific uh, fabric or, you know, like whatever, you, you know, that's, that's who you got to go to. Yeah. And by, by Ivy sack jacket, we're talking about like 60 style, like the kind of curved uh-huh. quarters, kind of slim to moderate lapel kind of yeah approach. of course there's like swelled edges all that all that good stuff mm-hmm. well mm. something that again like we talked about a big thing about bespoke is or made to measure or whatever is getting uh the fabric that you want because you know yeah, yeah he might you know they might you know you might be able to find a sack jacket on ebay in flannel but we live in california we want it in cop sack we want it in crisp air we want it in cotton exactly. or whatever or like what the fuck he's wearing when he's wearing like a fucking linen like white off-white linen um, with the self belt and like the patch pocket, like the you know flat mm-hmm. patch pockets or whatever, you can't get that. You know, you might be able to find maybe a linen, you know, vintage Brooks jacket, but the full suit with the belt, you know, it, that's the whole reason you kind of get it. You know, for, especially from exactly. him. Exactly. Um, yeah, I know that he's made a couple of stuff. Like, there's a pleated patch pocket version from the Armory as well. Uh, you know, so it's there's a, a lot to love about Taylor Cade. I was able to try some on. I think it's it's great. Um, yeah, it's like it must be in my head. It's like if you walked into like a Madison Avenue tailor in like 1961 and you're like, you know, yeah. trying on what people were making, you know, I think I think it's fantastic. I I think the price is pretty high. It's like three to four for like a mm. jacket and five to six for a suit. I don't okay. I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a while I, again, before, I, before I get this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly the prices or how long it takes. Obviously, it would be best if you did business in japan so you'd have a reason to go back every once in a while because yeah. otherwise you know he doesn't go to, to to new york as often um 
either. And then you'd wait for the next year to get the fitting or whatever, you know, so it'd take a while. Um, but yeah, Ring Jack and Dalcomor, I think, are great. Um, I really, other than them, I don't know if I would really get a lot of bespoke. I think Anderson and Shepard's pretty good for bespoke. Mm-hmm. Again, big house, big prices. Not sure if I would be able to afford it anytime soon. Um, but yeah, they are, um, they're great. Um, I, I don't think I'm that, honestly, looking back, I'm not that picky because I, I think I've kind of become more understated in like my approach, mm-hmm. like my brown check. I have a bunch of brown check jackets. They know they're not they're not like a crazy over plaid with like a red window pane on top. They're just kind of normal plaids. And I think they're fine. Um, they have the lapels I like. You know, I like the patch pockets, like the soft shoulders. So I think they're good. Um, I think it's more of like for like suits, honestly. Like I said, I would just get a classic custom suit. Yeah. Um, um because i think buy swings and stuff like that i don't want to push the limit too far until i develop a relationship with them and they could figure out what i want uh again not sure when that's going to happen because i uh, don't buy bespoke very often um i definitely like i said earlier i do want to get more ascot chang spearpoint shirts i'm getting to that stage now where i can maybe afford it you know maybe like one or two a year because i I know I know when you were working there, you know, the, there was like an offer. It's like, because first time customers at Ascot Chang normally have to get what, like three shirts? Yeah, I mean, because it's like, if you buy one shirt, there's not a lot of leeway, yeah. right? Like, they, if you buy three, you get one, and then um, they make sure it fits you, and then they adjust that one, and then they get the rest. And also, yeah. it's also worth the shipping if you buy three instead of just shipping over one from Hong Kong. At least yeah, that's know, how it I is here in California. When you worked there, there was like a standing offer where I could come in and just get the one shirt. And I never did it at the time because I I, I don't think I, I would have spent that much on a shirt. I think if you were still working there at this point, I probably would. Uh, uh, I would probably do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that they are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, the best. Um, what's it called? Uh, shirt, shirt maker? Yeah. And um I think they you know they they were able to recreate my spear point. That's kind of again that's the biggest thing. I don't really need to try 100 hands. I mean, I could if I want to, but I would it would be more so how they would make the spear point collar and that's about it. Cuz like I think I still get my shirts cut very generously, you mm-hmm. know, very wide. It's not really a good use of bespoke, but the thing that I need for it is more so the details than the fit. And that's where the 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 um Spirit Point Collar comes in because that's exclusively it's that camp collar uh, and by camp collar it's got to be the 40s one. I don't want some yep. short ass thing. You know, I need it to be wide and like what our friend Doug calls the propeller collar. Like it's got to be that <laughs> kind of big thing. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? You know? Um, and then of course I get button down collars. And I think if I was more Ivy, I would just get button down collars from everyone because I think everyone has a fun way of doing it with the amount of roll that they do. Yeah. But I know that if I'm going to pay the money for it, I'd rather get a spirit point collar because there are plenty of ready to wear OCBDs on eBay that I could find up at like 40 bucks at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so other than the shirts and everything, uh, there are a couple things I do want to try. Obviously made to order ring jacket from the armory or even from what I have from them. Cause I love what I've gotten from ring jacket. Yeah. They look USA. great. I'd like, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I don't ready think I'm going to wear at least to order. But yeah, I think I'm at some point I'm definitely gonna be picking up some ready to wear ring jacket. They make a really Absolutely. great jacket. Yeah, it's in the name. <laughs> it's right there, ring. I put a ring on it. Um, yeah. 
But here's some other stuff that I think is important too. Uh, there's a WWE Chan double-breasted suit that Alan C wore with like the best like horizontal lapels. Like it looks so good. It has been in my head for so long. Um, they call him like the touts lapel. People call it that too. I here's my hot take. I don't think every tailor in the 1930s called it a towel I think that they just saw it and they just copied it. I don't because everyone nowadays That's just the style at the time. Yeah, because everyone always talks about oh, it's called a towel I'm like, yeah, I, I understand how important it was and how he might have invented it, but I have seen so many in like the 20s through the 40s that it, in my head it seems impossible that like everyone got it from one person. The caveat mm-hmm. is a lot of times um, people started wearing Fair Isle because the Prince of Wales wore it. And so it's kind of like, maybe it is, maybe they, like, you know, the way pop culture was, they saw it and everyone just started doing it, right? And, you know, but that's just my thing. I But I anyway, I do love horizontal lapels, that WWE Chan, it's so good. I think Kenji has one too, it is in the images there, it is absolutely great. Um, on top of that, for DBs, I think that uh, B and Taylor make some of the best DB suits of all time. Oh, yeah. They, I think, after... Actually, I would put them top. I would say Taylor Cade, BN Taylor, I think would be top. And then maybe Dalcore if I wanted some extra with my unlimited money, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, BN Taylor does such good lapels, such a good like drape and the shoulders on it. I don't know what style it is like exactly because they're Korean. I'm sure they're pulling from a lot of different, uh, different tailoring um, uh, methods, you know, Milanese because Milanese has like a stronger shoulder, but then soft mm-hmm. uh, southern tailoring. Um, I could be getting all those wrong, by the way, but whatever. But like it's it's I think B and Taylor really does it really well. I think one of the first things I saw when I looked at B and Taylor was just how close it was to what I thought of a modern interpretation of 30s and 40s was. Um, so that's one thing. Um, there is Sastria Serna, which is a Spanish tailor that I included. Uh, they have. Uh, really good blunted and low and like kind of like that 90 degree open like obtuse notch opening whatever mm-hmm. that I think is really good looks very 30s very like collegiate 30s like novel suit kind of things um, don't like how short and slim the rest of everything is but in terms of lapels that they're pretty good uh, and then lastly, uh, I thought I'd shout out Kiyoshi and say Hall Madden looks pretty cool uh, mainly because Peter Zotolo um, Urban Composition got a um got a, a double-breasted suit from them and it looks pretty good and, and as like we said in the pov um for double-breasted you want wide set buttons that's kind of yeah. the important thing not that's not just the horizontal lapels but it's also the wide set buttons um, i think that's more important better. than the lapels yeah i i wouldn't yeah because i mean i have i think i used to have like upturned peaks from like a 30s uh mm-hmm. suit that i had but it had the wide set buttons, so it's kind of made up for it um, but hey, before we finish off too, is there any like suits that you would recreate? Like anything like other that you yes. can think of? I was so I have a I also have a nineteen thirties linen suit, which I've got I've worn like maybe three times and I haven't really since just because well, one of the issues is that there's um I took it to my cleaner uh and they said, Oh, you should get like some of these like holes, you know, patched up or rewoven before you clean it because otherwise it's just going to open them up larger which is again one of the issues with vintage suits and i just haven't paid to do that so i haven't been able to wear it but it's such it's a really 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 great suit it is um i think it's just two buttons but it has a really good button stance and they're widely spaced apart Mm -hmm. so i don't mind it as much really great like blunted soft lapels soft shoulders triple patch pockets 
the pants fit like perfectly. That's high rise, straight, wide leg, no break. Um, I really, yeah, I just love that cut and I would love to uh, have another version of that. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's, uh, if it's not just something that I've already owned and this is kind of like the Dal Quarry thing, um, there's a picture and I'll put in the, I'll put in the album, you'll see it in the article or something of uh, Clark Gable in like the 50s or 60s and he's wearing just like a gray suit that just like plain gray three roll two and it has pleated patch pockets and since like high school i've been like dude that's like such a good cut that's like yeah. perfect yeah that's man hey speaking of clark gable uh the the <laughs> ultimate go. suit is the uh-huh. one he wore and it happened one night and that is i don't know if i need a three piece but it's like it's i'm assuming it's like a brown flannel or gray flannel suit or, or like tweed like or something yeah, yeah. something like that and it's got triple bellow pockets. And if mm. you don't know what those are, that is a pocket that kind of like, it's like a patch pocket, but it accordions out. It's kind of like what you see on like field jackets uh, or like jungle jackets. It's, like a, it's a bellow pocket. Yeah. It is so good. Not just, I mean, I think it's two buttons. I don't think it's three buttons, but like, it's so good. The pockets are huge. Mm-hmm. And the lapel is perfect. The same droopy, blunted notch. And then, of course, pleated, you know, trousers, wide legs. That, to me, in a like, you could get that in linen. You could get that in flannel. Yep. I don't know about cotton, but maybe that cut, but then patch pockets, like regular, not 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 uh, not the bellow pockets, but like that is like the ultimate ultimate suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we've included the picture of uh, of a guy. I forgot his name. I think it's Andrew. I, oh man, he is a he's like a photographer or a filmmaker in New York. But he got he got a similar suit or inspired suit by Jay mm-hmm. User. Uh, okay. And it's in the, like, electric blue flannel. But I think it still looks pretty cool on him. Um, and I I mean, it's proof it works. I think it, it, it really, it, it's proof that it fucking works. And I would definitely get that kind of recreated. Um, in terms of stuff I already own, I mean, I think that my, that my, um, what do you call it? My Palm Beach suit is pretty yeah. good. I would get that cut redone, maybe a little bit more room in the body and the jacket cuz it's kind of getting small. But like yeah, perfect, you know. Uh button points and horizontal lapels and everything. Um I I still own some belt backs. I think I'm kind of getting rid of cuz I just don't wear them anymore plus it's like too heavy and you know whatever. Um but I would love to see those recreated as well. And one mm-hmm. of the reasons some of the reasons that um I think vintage collectors do stuff that or excuse me, um take a shot why vintage collectors buy stuff that maybe don't be the best condition or they don't wear it it's because they want to reproduce it later um, yeah so it's like you get people i mean like you know um our friends at joyride they bought didn't they buy that leather jacket off of you yeah i don't know if they've made it but yeah i bought a, a black leather jacket with green suede like two-tone kind of a thing super oh, sorry, beat brown. up yeah, but it was yeah, like it was pretty cheap <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, yeah, they bought it off me for like fifty bucks because I bought it for fifty bucks or whatever, and they're like, they wanted to recreate it or have it as like a model to show things, and um, yeah, I mean that's kind of why I've kept some of my belt backs and everything because I would it would be great to kind of redo it. I'm not sure how feasible it is, you know what I mean? But it's better to have something they can see instead of just uh-huh. you describing it as words because um, that way you can show the tailor or at least the salesperson or whatever. 
representative that you're seeing from these brands that, that way they can understand what you're looking for and especially if it, also like some people buy things even if it doesn't fit i like to buy it if, if it does fit that way you can say okay look how it fits on me and the details mm-hmm. and you can just say okay i want this changed or whatever that again uh, is might be harder because places have their own house style some people might not buy, might be resistant to certain details that you do you know but that's kind of like the, the kind of the fun of clothing is that you're able to kind of try different things. And as you experiment, you kind of figure out what's important to you, what's not important to you. Um, and again, for us, it's our hope that you figure that out before you pull out the credit card, you know? <laughs> good idea. Yeah, pro- good idea to think about these things. Yeah, that's why it's important to have a bunch of inspiration albums, you know, or, or reference pictures, collecting, buying stuff, trying ready to wear, asking questions, meeting mm. new people. Um, because yeah, I mean like our friend Ryan, you know, he has bought a couple stuff from Pete Johnson and Sid Mashburn and he loves, he loves their house cut and he knows what to do. And now after getting like, f- you know, three or four suits from them, you just go in there and say, I want that fabric, make it like last time done, you know? And that's yeah. kind of like, maybe, I don't know if it's a dream, but it's kind of a dream where, you know, you have an understanding with, with a maker or a brand that they, you know, that's exactly what you want. And all that's left is you just pick the fabric and they make it for you you know mm-hmm. um but we're not there yet <laughs> we're not we're not close uh, we only have a couple of things uh and you know it's one of those things where i wonder if spencer and i we've had our style because of our limitations right like i wonder if we, are we into vintage because of how cheap and affordable it is to get all the details <laughs> we want you know i think I-, I think i used to think that but now i'm at the point where i still i mean most of my stuff is like secondhand um i i'm still you know, looking at like ready to wear sport coats. Um, I think I just, I think I just like vintage clothing. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing for me as well. Yeah. I, I, I really, it'd be interesting to know when we get to that next level where we're able to kind of commission what we want, you know, this is still mm-hmm. very speculative, still very uh, curious about well, the whole yeah, thing. I mean, here's like, you know, as we were talking about in the discord a day or two ago, um, you can, you can get, cotton suits but they're not going to be like vintage cotton not for mm-hmm. not for years and years and that's, that's one of the right. other reasons i like vintage clothing is just how when you buy it and it's already broken in you know yeah yeah i mean like i said with my atelier fugue suit right like i got that the brown one it still gets kind of creasing around the crotch because i'm still wearing it i'm still moving around and still retaining that stuff it doesn't hasn't like gotten that like hasn't well it sounds gross but hasn't soaked soaked up the moisture of wearing it uh and like the and like the sun and, and the elements and then having that kind of applied to the drape right like they don't they don't feel like my my world war ii chinos because i've worn those all the time i've washed them i've dried them out i've gotten stains on them you know it does you know you don't really get that with uh with, with tailoring which is why again it's very important to know what you're getting into and uh what you want and and um don't beat yourself up if you can you know take it from me don't try not to beat yourself up if you make a mistake uh do as much research as you can but also learn to appreciate things for what they are um and i think that way you'll still be able to wear it and uh still enjoy it you know it's still a very intentional thing you know you're wearing it because you created it and you you kind of designed it even if it's not you know the exact same thing Exactly. as what you currently want i'm saying that absolutely as i try not to make my ascot chang suit look like a waste of time <laughs> but no it's still it's still great um but uh yeah uh anyway guys thank you for listening to the podcast uh i know this one was a little bit longer but it's because menswear is fun to talk about 
and uh, the first 10 minutes was absolutely crazy. It's called a cold open. That's right. Uh, do you guys remember? I don't know if I told you guys listening to this, but uh, a guy listened to the first five minutes of the of the slouchy article. Oh, oh no, the musician article or something, and he goes, can't the listen article. to this. <laughs> yeah. He was, well, he, he commented on the article. Yeah. <laughs> Ears on the mind. No, but he 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 made the point to comment on the blog saying the podcast is unlistenable. The first five minutes are extremely vulgar. It's because we were talking about milfs <laughs> and and myths and myths. I mean, this <laughs> this is the milf cast. I don't know what people expect. Yeah, come on. Yeah, milf cast. I want to stuff some milf. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my um, you can uh, support us by going to Patreon dot com slash style and direction uh it is where you can uh support us you know we we also in addition to this it's not really like an addition like it's we're we are regular streamers that is what we do mm-hmm. twice a week um wednesday so we were, and saturday twice a week that's right um and if you give us ten dollars a month uh we we say your name and so big thank you to seth peterson eric hall austin malott shane curry philip gagard audrey jessica and jeremy ostriker um, but hey, if you want to support us, what else can you do, Spencer? Or of course, you can, you can go to iTunes, uh, leave us a review, five stars, ple- pretty please. Uh, and if you write a review, that's uh, a big help. Um, so yeah, we, we'd appreciate that. If you don't want to donate to the Patreon, that's another great way to help out the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, we'd always love to see if you guys uh, support uh or sure do support by just appearing in our streams you know uh, the chat uh, for the streams is always pretty active uh, and also our discord for the patreon is very active as well mm-hmm. um, but yeah uh, my instagram is at ethan m wong i'm spencer dso thank you to our producers matt and mj for producing the podcast and uh, we love you. We'll see you we love you yeah we love you oh don't forget to read the essay all the pictures of what we talked about will be there uh don't know if i always remember saying that but it's it's there it's a visual fashion is a visual medium and <laughs> like we said with our tailors it's it's more than to talk about it it's also another thing to show it mm-hmm. show that dick <laughs> to the milf <laughs> to, the, to the milf yeah and she'll see it with her with her with her yeah ear 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 brain <laughs> ear eyes <laughs> ear eyes brain the, the ears of the mind <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> That's it. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.